This is El Paisano Media, and you're listening to EPM Network. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Garage Sport Talks. I'm Isaac, along with Luke, and today we're going to be talking about some various topics um, surrounding the sports media, so let's get into it. Uh, Alright, so you already know how I feel about this. I really hate how a lot of celebrities, TikTokers, YouTube stars are trying to get into the world of boxing. Uh, martial arts and boxing was my first sport, so obviously I have a great love for it. And in our group chat with our friends, I said, if Jake Paul wins this fight next week, I'm coming out of retirement. I'm going to start training again. And, of course, he ends up winning the fight. Am I surprised? A little bit, but not really. Am I disappointed? Very much so. I, just, I really don't know how to feel. I'm not going to lie. I kind of stayed off social media that whole, whole Saturday night after you guys told me he won. I don't want to watch highlights for that little 30-second fight. I was pretty pissed, I'm not gonna lie. Me personally, I thought I like I I kinda had the feeling he would win just because he looked more athletic. He's obviously like ten years younger than the guy he was fighting. But I thought like everyone was saying the guy's Olympian, he's this like superb athlete with the good like uh mental he's gonna you know what I mean? He's there to compete, he's not there to box. But then I mean like he goes in there and he gets hit right in the face and then that's it. Like I thought at least he would at least give him a fight and make him earn the win if he was going to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I mean, Ben Arskin, like... First Astrid. of all, he's Askren, yeah. whatever. Astrid. I don't really care at this point. He can <laughs> lost a YouTuber. I don't care. He, um... He's never had the greatest body anyways. Like, I went back and I watched, like, his... You know, his... Him and his prime at UFC and all that. He's never had the greatest body, and that's fine. I think that's what's cool about like fighting. Not, yeah. not every guy has to be a super. Andrew Ruiz beat Anthony Joshua. Yeah. And he looked like yeah, you know, like one of the uncles or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like he doesn't have to have the best body, but he is a wrestler. He does have a chin. He's a forty-year-old dad, all right, and dad bod. Oh my god! Look, he fought a he fought a ex. A retired NBA basketball player who didn't take his training seriously. Then he fights a forty-year-old dad. Like it doesn't just make it doesn't make any sense that he's just check bums isn't the right word, right? I don't want to call these guys bums. They're just not what he wants to be. He claims to be a boxer. Go fight a boxer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think any top boxer would. Would actually you stoop well, down actually, to the like, level yeah, and fight down him. to the level and fight him. Like, he's fighting on Triller Fight Club. Like, get out of here. It's not even fighting on a real promotion. It's just, it really just pisses me off. Obviously, you can tell by the tone of my voice, I don't really like this guy at all. I mean, people are trying to say it's a trend to hate on him. It's like, dude, he's never been likable, like, at all. Obviously, I know he probably does a lot of these stuff, with, like, to front and all that. And you see him at all these people that he wants to fight. Like, I really want a real fighter to fight him already. Then I see Ryan Garcia, who I'm also not a big fan of either, like hype him up saying that Jake Paul's legit. I'm like, hey, Ryan, fight him then. Yeah, fight him, Ryan. Fight him, Ryan. If he's so legit, fight him. You're, you t- you're a little social media star now, too. Fight him. It'll make sense. Fight- uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think we're done with this topic. I really just... I think Ryan Garcia beats him, though. 
Oh, I, I yeah. bet he does too. But I guess the only good thing about Jake Paul winning is that I'm out of retirement and I'm training once again. And uh, filming this podcast after a workout. So I feel pretty good and I'm, uh, I'm motivated. Uh, in other news for MMA, uh, Conor McGregor and Poirier, they're going to have a trilogy fight. Their fight is finally set. Uh, this fight wasn't actually going to happen. I was talking to you about this like earlier. Um, they went to like a little Twitter dispute. Poirier was saying that McGregor, uh, before their second fight, that McGregor was going to go ahead and uh, like give money He's to his foundation. To donate money to his foundation. So then after the fight happens, he doesn't donate anything. And... Poirier calls him out for that, saying, oh, I thought you were a stand-up dude. Hey, like, you, you didn't even do your donation. And then McGregor's saying, well, my your people didn't talk to my people, something like that. I don't just give out my money freely. Like, I don't even see evidence of a foundation. They just had this quick little Twitter beef, and then McGregor obviously says, hey, the fight's off. Like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. And now, I, like, maybe, like, last week, a little before last week, you know, fights declared. Um... Dana White, he wasn't really sure about Conor McGregor, uh, obviously. So he lost he lost the second fight against Poirier. Took some mean leg kicks, got knocked down. He he lost in the second round for sure. Yeah, and for sure. you could tell that McGregor wasn't really the same. Uh, the During the first round of their second fight, he looked really good. Like, oh crap, McGregor's back. Second round, he just looked gassed. He looked hurt. And, you know, then he eventually lost. Dana White said that he probably lost his fire. I think he lost his fire too. I think also. Though, I think he might lose. I think personally though, he wasn't expecting Poirier's game plan to chop him down at the legs like that. Because I've never in the, most of the fights I've watched of Poirier, he doesn't really do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something like, I think like Gaethje's known for doing that a lot. Right. He doesn't really do that, but I mean, he may have lost his fire, but I also think just the inactivity. You know what I mean? Yeah, little ring rust. Little ring rust. It, they say it doesn't happen to those guys, but it happens to everybody. If you don't do yeah. something for a long time, chances are when you yeah. try it again, you're not going to be as good as you once yeah. were. I mean, all credit to Poirier. Like no, when yeah. they first fought, he was you know rookie, but They're now he's babies. he's one of the best in his weight division now. All respect to him. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, he's really good too. They're both really good. Uh, I'm excited for a third fight, but I think it sucks that the the media attention is going to McGregor and we're doing it right now too we're kind of like discrediting him a little discrediting bit poor year in a, in a sense because we're not giving him his his respect no, but we're talking about McGregor did. saying that he lost his fi- his fire and I think like that's the that's the narrative right now which Poirier I think is true doesn't do a lot of stuff in the media that he that's true that's why I like him yeah. so it's not really his fault and it's not hurting him but yeah. I mean you gotta get your name out there sometimes I'm happy for him. I'm excited for this fight. I will buy it. It should um, be good. Yeah. But we need to see a Diaz-McGregor 3. Oh. I didn't think McGregor would do trilogy fights, but I definitely want to see a Diaz-McGregor 3. Mm, I mean, he has the next fight coming up with Leon Edwards. That should be pretty good. I'm excited to see him That Leon Edwards guy is like, very underrated. Mm-hmm. So, that should be good. Um... Before like we decided to like do the pod before we started recording, you had um, uh, you had brought up to me that a lot of like people are like would rather call out MMA fighters in a boxing match. So can you like describe that? Well, I mean, like I was scrolling through my like my Instagram timeline and like do you know uh, like Tyron Woodley? Yeah. Like one of Jake Paul's like like 
entourage or whatever, mm-hmm. his trainer or whatever, was, like, calling them out, trying to fight them, and it's just, like, dude, like, Tyron Woodley would freaking rail you. Right. With just a freaking jab. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like, and then, like, you see with, like, McGregor and Mayweather, like, McGregor didn't want to go fight him in the octagon. He wanted him to go box him. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, McGregor made more money, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone wants to call them out in a fight, but they're like, oh, but it just hands only. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Did you say Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya, called out someone? An MMA oh, he's, fighter? He's gonna, f- he was gonna f- they're saying he was going to fight Anthony Pettis. Are you serious? He's going to fight Anthony Pettis? Anthony Pettis said that. Oh, Anthony Pettis said that. And it. then they're saying he's going to fight Eddie Alvarez. Oh my so, you know God. what I mean? Like, but oh, in boxing fights. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's kind of lame. I mean, I get it. I think people think boxing's a lot easier because it's just, you know, you're just throwing hands. Obviously, like... No, I think it's like, a lot easier than, than MMA. Yeah, no. So, it is, but then, you know, like us being friends, I taught you there's a little bit more to it. And no, yeah, Us for working sure. out and all that. To the naked eye, if yeah. you think about it, you're just yeah. throwing your hands. Yeah, but to MMA, the naked eye. You can get... Taken down. Yeah, choked out. You, you get, get your choked arm out, broken. Arm bars. Yeah. You get knocked out. You could throw knees. Get thrown around elbows, like a rag doll. Like yeah. you know what I mean? You're right. using all Leg your kicks. Legs. Yeah. Um, all body parts are a weapon. Like, to the naked eye, boxing seems a lot easier. Right. MMA, you get hit. The guy can freaking stomp you on the ground. Right. Like, I just... It doesn't really, like, bug me, like, per se, but, like, I know, I definitely know, like, if, uh, most boxers never did anything else but box. Yeah, their hands are just good. They're yeah. just gonna catch the punch but, in like, the MMA fight. I mean, like, I did boxing, kickboxing, and martial arts, like, I would feel comfortable either doing boxing or MMA, but, like, professional boxers, they don't want to step in the octagon. They're not, they're not built for that at all. As much well, as I would like to see yeah, May- no, Mayweather get into, yeah, as much as I would see Mayweather like to get in the octagon and just get wrecked by McGregor, I would love that, but these guys aren't gonna do that. I don't really like that either. Like, hey, c- come find me in my thing. Yeah, yeah. or let's do like I'll box you and then you come do a MMA fight. Right. But I mean, I guess they do that because the money's in boxing, but mm-hmm. just the respect is like, like. Do you think it's because like boxing is kind of like a dying sport right yeah, now? Yeah, it's the only way to get hyped to it. Cause that's why all these celebrities yeah. and social media stars keep flooding to it but then you have greats like canelo like why aren't they getting canelo good fights because there's not a lot of talent anymore there's not as much the talent pool is like so much has shrunk so much that there's not that many like great fighters not that many great feuds like the last great feud that i saw that could have been one but the fight happened too late was right. Canelo Triple oh. G? I was gonna say I'd Mayweather love. Pacquiao. Mayweather Pacquiao too. That happened way too late. They should have fought way earlier in their careers. The talent pool is just like shrunk. Obviously, like if you like really follow boxing, you could tell like these people are talented. But the, on the flip the side of the coin, yeah, to the masses. But then you also be like, but it is true, as far as talent, big names, and like boxing being like, like an eye catcher, like in the front of like sports world. It's not there anymore, and it is because there's not as much talent, not as much characters, and it, it, just, it just sucks. It, it happens. But then I also feel like with MMA, like, say you're not a good boxer, you could be a really good wrestler and win fights, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think, this is my personal opinion, I feel like the UFC should try and be like, hey, boxers want to, like, 
Like, let's combine this and make more money and get more fights. Bro, I have, like, MMA fights and boxing fights intertwined. Yeah. I've been to tournaments like that. I did a kickboxing tournament, and there was uh, boxing yeah. fights, and then there was kickboxing fights. Like, I guess it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, but I think, th- like, they just, like, mentally, like, boxers and MMA fighters, they just, like, separated themselves. Like, one big family, but different clans kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think that would ever happen, but, you know, whatever. Uh, all right, let's transition over to the uh, NFL. We got uh, Alex Smith. He just retired. I like Alex Smith. Yeah. Stand-up dude. Great leader. Overcame a crazy, scary injury. Um, happy for him. I'm glad he, he made the right decision, I think. I feel like he's, like, he, like, helped build the culture of the Chiefs. How so? Or how do you, how, why do you think that? I mean, well, because, I mean, like, once Andy Reid got there that first year, they undefeated. They get to the playoffs. They hadn't really been in the playoffs. I can't even think of what the last time before that season when they've been to the playoffs. So, you know what I mean? They get to the playoffs. Then that next year, I think it's like the divisional round or something. Mm-hmm. And then that next year, I think it's the conference championship against the against the Patriots. And then right. that next year, it's the wild card. And then kind of Mahomes takes over. And then from then on, it's what? Wild card. And then it's... A- AFC Championship and then it's like Super Bowl like, you know what I mean they were slowly yeah. building that up with Andy Reid they just needed I mean there was obviously physical limitations like Alex Smith doesn't necessarily throw the ball deep a lot like how you see Mahomes do right he's very surgical yeah. takes under routes yeah. takes his reads he's a veteran he, he knows the game whereas right. Mahomes is just a lot more talented and he can just sling it right um yeah and then I mean he got the Reds, the football team, <laughs> to, to the, play, the football team yeah. to the playoffs on one leg. So, you know what I mean? He's yeah. a dog. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely riding off into the sunset. Yeah. I think he's earned everyone's respect. We're happy for him. Could go be a family man now. Take care of his... Take care of that bread and his chicken. And his leg. Yeah. But happy for Alex Smith. Um, obviously, like, the same thing for Julian Edelman. I think it's just because he was a a Super Bowl champ they have the Hall of Fame debate do you, I don't, do you think Alex Smith makes Hall of Fame no I think he's just a good like just a good player good career good career just gonna be a well respected player yeah, for the rest yeah. and I, I think that's cool I think you should be happy with that uh, let's see next uh, Aaron Donald this offseason a lot of NFL players have been getting into some trouble yeah. I just got the alert during this podcast that a uh, former defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys uh, Alden Smith oh yeah yeah, yeah he's a uh, <laughs> he's a wanted man. He's a wanted man right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyways, um, you want to go ahead? This is your favorite player, Aaron Donald. Um, so I mean, I think it, I don't I think it might have been reported like a week ago or two weeks ago. He was back in Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh. Like out at a bar drinking. Skid Bailey says nothing past midnight that happens is ever good. No. So and from the video it looks like like or the he say she say is that the guy assaulted Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald was like what like who mm-hmm. in their right mind would do this to me right and then they show the video and the guy's getting stomped out by some people Aaron Donald is getting the guys stomping hit the person who he allegedly assaulted mm-hmm. he's helping him and then it turns out that the guy's like oh wait it wasn't Aaron Donald yeah when the video came out I think he knew that all along he just Trying to get some easy money. Like Shannon Sharp says, like, if you get beat up and you see Shannon Sharp there, you're going to be like, oh, Shannon Sharp's the one that beat me up. Right. So, I mean, I mean, who in their right mind also would try to fight Aaron Donald? Yeah. Like, 
He's massive. He moves 300-pound men for a living. Like, yeah. You're not... It's not going to work out for you, buddy. Yeah. The liquor courage really yeah. made him think he could take on a all-pro defensive end. That moves... Trains with knives. Mm-hmm. Moves 300-pound people like it's freaking... Like it's nothing. Like it's an everyday thing. It really is an everyday thing. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling to me. I think it's just... It's happy... Justice is served. Aaron Donald didn't do anything. Um, thank God, you know, that the surveillance showed out, came out, and that it proved that he wasn't, you know, in trouble. Uh, just good. I'm just glad everything was settled and nothing to damage his reputation. Um, just don't... I don't even think it damaged his reputation because they said that that guy hit him first. Oh, he Self did? Self-defense. Mm. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, you don't got to kill him. And small an eye. Yeah, you don't need to break his eye eye socket. Jeez. <laughs> but hey, when yeah. you move three hundred pound people a day, yeah. like, um, what do you expect? Yeah. Uh, another one of our favorite players is Sean Watson. Uh, we made the conscious decision not to really cover this on the podcast because it was just seemed too a little murky. And we didn't really know all the details. Yeah, I and mean, we didn't know all the details. Um, but now it's coming out. Deshaun Watson he wants to go to court. He wants a jury. Um, all these uh, allegations against him have been coming out uh, within this past few months uh, at a very rapid rate. And he's saying they're false, and now he's going to go court. Um, I think like Pat McAfee and many others say, like, if we, he we, did just it, hope, we hope justice is served. Yeah, if he did it, justice yeah. is served, but if not, that's our guy. Yeah, like, hey, we're glad. Well, he... That's our guy regardless, but if he did it, justice is served. If not, then we hope justice is served. The other way around. Yeah. Because it is a, a sticky situation. Like, the whole... You know... These these allegations aren't no joke. Like, we saw what happened with... Remember Sean Oakman or something? What was his name? Oh, yeah. He wasn't even... Yeah. Uh, a woman claimed these allegations, and then he ended up being found that she was lying the whole time. And now six he's... Six years later, yeah. Six years later. Now he's 30 years old. In the prime of his life, he was... He was just an XFL player. He was locked... Was he locked up? Uh, I think so... See, he was locked up. But yeah, we just hope justice is served. Um, obviously, a lot more details are gonna come out. Uh, it's kind of scary. Yeah, I know a lot of people try to make conspiracies like, oh, like this is only happening because he wanted out of Houston, and I'm like, dude, like I don't think it's that deep, right? Uh, I don't know. You never know. If there's people that'll slander guys when they're coming into the NFL because they want to pick them, you never know what a team will do to keep a guy. Right. Do I think that's the case? Probably not, but like I said, there's like two edges to each coin. Right. Um, NBA? Load management? Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead and transition over to uh, NBA. Uh, so the NBA now cares about load management. They care about players resting. They uh, fined the San Antonio Spurs 25000 for resting DeMar DeRozan, Patty Mills, and a few other players in a game that they had a blowout victory in, 111-88, to and they still get fined. And now they're trying to say, well, we're just, like, finding teams for, like, benching their stars during the nationally broadcasted game. Just <sighs> How many games do they play a season? 80-something, right? Just cut that, like, to 50. I don't know, man. It's just... I also know, like, the Spurs are playing... This was like their second back-to-back game. They just play too much games. Yeah, they play too many games to travel a lot. And then in the playoffs, they play four games. So like, yeah. remember last season, they are making a big deal about Kawhi Leonard resting? 
during the Raptors and during the Clippers. Like, he would take some games off. Oh, yeah, that's kind of lame. Yeah. All right. Um, San Antonio Spurs fan. So, Greg Popovich has always implemented this whole resting thing and make sure all his you know players are in the rotation, getting reps, getting ready for playoffs. Obviously, resting his stars and, you know, just getting the team ready. Like, he's always done that. Like I think and Rodman, LeBron James has always he's done load management too. He's done it when he was. Does he? I don't think. I so. think he does. I don't. I know people so. like to say, "Hey, if he could play, he could play." I'm like, dude, you used to load manage. I remember he made that little comment maybe like two seasons ago where he's like, "Hey, if I could play, I could play." It's like, but dude, I'm pretty sure we've caught you. I think the only time rest. recent times I've ever seen him not play is because he was hurt. I don't know. I'm not I know gonna... he got hurt in Cleveland, so there was some time where I seen him play. I don't like him drinking wine on the sideline, though. I don't like that either. So, that I don't like. But I feel like if he can play, he could play. But I will say with Kawhi, like, I think it's good to, like, obviously give you guys rest. Because mm. it is a, it's a marathon or a sprint. But when Kawhi isn't playing for, like, a month, you know what I mean? Like, get him on the court. Like, at least, like, right. like, like at least two quarters. And then, all right, you're done. Like, we can handle this without you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if he misses, like, a month or, like, more than, like, at least, like, five games, like, at least get him quarters. Yeah. Is it... Do people keep that same energy for baseball? Because, obviously, like, you're not going to see all your favorite players all the time. Oh, well, in my opinion, baseball has bigger rosters. There's nine guys on the field. So, in my opinion, you should have 27 guys in that dugout. Okay. That and guys... You're... I mean, they're pro baseball players, so your second baseman should be able to play everywhere on the field, maybe except first base. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Guys are interchangeable. Right. Like, for example, like, Cody Bellinger can play center field, right field, left field, first base. I think he even plays third base sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, there is load management in baseball, kind of, because obviously guys get days off and stuff. But also, your team has to be interchangeable positions. And it's not really like that for NBA, really. No, right? Your yeah. your point guard is six three to six maybe nine mm-hmm. nowadays. Your shooting guard's six six to like what six nine? Like, I mean, unless you just go all big and you have a six nine guard, a six nine shooting guard, you know what I mean? Right. And then you got a seven footer center, and everyone else is at least six nine or taller. Then you can interchange them. But for the most part, it's usually what the point guard six three. Mm. The shooting guard six six, the small forward's like six eight, six nine, six eleven, six ten for the power forward, and then your center's seven foot plus, like it's not really that interchangeable for the most part. Unless you're the Rockets and everybody's six six and then you got yeah. one six ten guy. Yeah. I think I think the NBA is just like just mad and consistent about getting getting mad and finding teams for arresting their players. It's it's kind of annoying. Like, you just need to understand that, like, load management, resting, it's just a part of the game. It's a long season. Yeah. Like, you need your stars ready for playoffs. Like, I don't know why the NBA is making a big fuss about it. Because viewership, probably. Viewership? I mean, like, we... I mean, some if places, you watch the There's barely fans at games. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make a big deal. Well, the people watching it. I guess. I think because they're not able to get their... their like live gate tickets stuff yeah. like they used to I think they take the the ratings and the viewing of games more to heart right now I mean like I know they had a like a viewership like dropped dramatically sure. last season I mean finding teams and players for not starting their stars on Ashley games is like I don't I don't know yeah no, that's messed up I really sticky. agree with that I'm that I think we've always said we're on the side of the players yeah it's sticky um 
Next, we have uh, Jamal Murray, point guard for the Denver Nuggets. He gets injured. Uh, that's a big blow to Denver. They're catching a lot of steam. They're always, you know, talked about being contenders in the West. Uh, falling short sometimes, but always good competitor, really good basketball team. How do you think that's going to affect them? You're a Laker fan. Are they not a threat anymore? No, they're a threat. I mean... As long as... I don't know his... his he tore ACL, his knee, so ACL. he's done. Yeah, he's uh, done. I don't know. They were still a good team with or without him last season. They just got an extra boost because he played up to playoff level performance. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're still young, so... I don't know. Honestly, I think the team that looks the best right now is probably the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell is balling out right now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's what I like about the Western Conference is regardless of who's the power, everyone could arguably win the Western Conference. Right. It's very much like the NFC in football. Like, to tell me the Bucks were the best team last season to win the NFC, I would have told you you're crazy. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't look like it, but it's just so... There's so much madness and competitiveness in those conferences that really anybody could really win it. Mm. Except you... Washington. But, yeah. How would, uh, like, they always say you need at least two superstars on the team. So you're trying to, you don't, you don't think this will, you know, they don't have two superstars on the team anymore. It's just, you know, Joker. Joker can. Holding the team. Michael Porter Jr. is pretty nice, too. I think he's coming into his own as a player. But, yeah. That or Joker is just going to have to carry them. Because can he shoot threes? He's a good shooter, right? He is a good shooter. So, yeah, just. Good passer. Make the game around him. Um, yeah, I think that does kind of hurt their playoff chances, but maybe they just play with a chip on their shoulder and just go out there and say, like, hey, mm-hmm. with or without Murray, we're going to win games. So that's exciting to see how they bounce back. Uh, another team that's kind of, uh, you know, your team, the Lakers, AD, LeBron's still missing. Uh, your team is still winning somehow. How does that make you feel? Well, it makes it feel good because when those guys eventually do come back, Everyone has kind of built a confidence that, hey, like, life isn't so grim without these two guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? It means everyone, when they come back, hopefully has a role that they fit into and just play team basketball. Mm. Uh, I will say I don't like how quiet you fans get when you lose, but you get really loud when you win. Can I make that statement? No, I fine? think it's a fair statement. I mean, who's happy or who's bragging and loud when they lose the only people i can think of is cowboy fans but <laughs> and that's just being honest yeah it's just i guess it's just natural to just be quiet when you lose because there's nothing to say like oh it sucks next game but yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i think there's it's good upside to know that when those guys are out that the team can still perform well and be competitive because if not then it's like oh all right we're top heavy and as a team, you never want to be top-heavy. Yeah. You want to be able to just plug in the guy and the team still operates as well as it did before. Right. Uh, new NBA owners. Uh, we briefly talked about the Utah Jazz. Uh, Dwayne Wade got some owners, uh, bought some stake in the ownership, and now he's... Uh, the Jazz. Out of the... The I mean, the Heat. What about the Heat? I like when guys that, like, played for their team try to own their team. Oh. Uh, well... Actually, I'm going to transition into that. All right, so congrats on Dwayne Wade. Moving on to the next phase of his career. Kevin Garnett has always been wanting to buy the Timberwolves. He's always wanted to revive that team. He's always hated the the management, the ownership, the front office, all that. He's hated it. He's spoken openly about it. 
and he was gonna buy it, and then, you know, plans fulfilled. You know, they didn't go through. Probably and just yeah, just because of management. And just recently, uh, A Rod, uh, Yankee player, you know, famous baseball player, he buys the Timberwolves. Um, he doesn't care about this team. Is that a fair statement? Uh, I think he just owns it, and it's like, it's like, uh, I guess, like every good NFL owner, like they just own the team and just let the the management that they hire do the stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's a paycheck for him. Yeah. I mean, I just don't like... I wish I went to KD because obviously he will care a lot about the team and would make it... I really think he would do his best to revive the organization. But having A-Rod there, and you've like said this before, you said this before, it's, like, it's just a cash cow now. Like, he doesn't really care. And then a uh, rising star, uh, rookie Anthony Edwards, he even said, oh, like, I don't even know who A-Rod is. Like, cool, we have a new owner. Like, I don't know who he is. I don't know baseball. Like, that's a, like, I, even though he probably is being honest, he doesn't know what baseball is, I feel like that's how a lot of us feel like, all right, A-Rod bought yeah, the Timberwolves, like, okay. Like, like if he bought a team, I thought, like I said, I would have liked for him to buy, like, the Mariners or the Yankees, get a stake in the Yankees yeah. or the Rangers, you know what I mean? Like, right. I like when guys that played for their teams try to buy their teams. Yeah, and try to help them out. Yeah. I mean, what it is what it is, but two new owners in the NBA, so that's pretty cool. Um... This also just happened before we were recording our podcast. Uh, Kevin Durant doing he was he was on a pod, podcast doing an interview, and uh, he named his top five uh, teammates, and that was uh, that was very interesting to say the least. Most definitely. Um, I'm trying to find the video. You find the video? I don't think we could play that on here. Oh, I'll just read it. All right. Never mind. I can't find it. Anyways, I think for the top five players, I'm just paraphrasing here. I think he said Kyrie. I don't know if it was any particular order. I don't think so. Let's just say it wasn't for mm-hmm. the sake of Kevin Durant. I think he said Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and then he said Serge Ibaka. And then one of the interviewers was like, uh, you're missing someone? Like, yeah. Someone from L.A.? Yeah. And then it's like, well, where's Russell Westbrook? Like, and they're like, oh, we're not trying to start like no beef or anything. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like yeah, I forgot about Russell Westbrook. So it's like, hmm. I know, like the media world is making a big deal about it, but here we are. I think we of, should make a big deal. About let's it. make a big deal about it. I think so. Kevin like Durant it. is petty and he's pretty soft. There, there's the there's the headline of the episode. Yeah, I mean. Me personally, like I like Russell Westbrook better than. Oh Steph no, no, Curry. you're you're a big Russell Westbrook fan. Yeah. yeah, I think Russell Westbrook just gets like the slander because of the stat, quote unquote, stat padding. But I mean, and bad shots. Yeah, he's a, he's Westbrook. He's not a good shooter because yeah. the he's the most athletic. Westbrook. He's the most athletic point guard to ever play. Right. So I mean, I think it's a little disrespectful. Because me, my like I I've said this before too. I think of Steph Curry just as a shooter, whereas I think of. Um, Russell Westbrook as like a complete point guard. A complete able, point, yeah, facilitator plays defense. Yep. Right. Plays defense. Playmaker. Facilitator. P- playmaker can make shots, dunks, layups. You know what I mean? He he plays all everything that's asked of as a yeah. point guard. Like when it comes to Curry, their offense is literally yeah. f- every all four of you set screens for him. He's gonna shoot a three. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean all that other people that he's played with, I I don't 
I don't have no problem with it. Oh no, I'm I'm actually kind of glad he chose Clay. People Clay Thompson on the oh, list because yeah, I think he's very underrated Clay and underappreciated. Cool. Yeah, sharpshooter. He does play defense too. Um, I'm glad he's made the list. Clay Thompson plays defense on the point guard that Curry yeah. can't guard. Right. So he's playing against. He's guarding Kyrie. He's guarding Lillard. Kyle Lowry. Lowry. He's guarding. Who else is he guarding? He's guarding Harden. Harden. He's guarding Westbrook. Westbrook. You know what I mean? yeah. He's guarding all the guys that Curry can't guard. Um. So James Harden. Uh, I mean, James Harden's the best scorer right now. Yeah. Obviously, the, James Harden makes that list. Played in OKC. I know you don't like him, but he's one of the better scorers right now. Uh. Yeah. I'm not just a big fan of him. He's able to come in fat from strip clubs and just drop forty <laughs> effortlessly. He's <laughs> one of the best scorers right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh. Hi. Do you think Kyrie deserved to be, like, the first name that came to mind? I think he just said that because he's playing with them right now, and he's like, oh, this guy's good. Right. But, no, Kyrie's good. Kyrie has very good uh, dribbling, good shot creating. He's able to create a lot of space. He has a lot of wiggle. Yeah. But me personally, I like Westbrook better than both of those guys. Yeah. Uh, You weren't <laughs> – you didn't like him saying Serge Ibaka. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I like Serge. <laughs> Serge is good. Bless you. Thank you. No, I like Serge. Serge is a good player. I mean, I would have liked... The fact that he said his name before Russell is, no, yeah. is just ridiculous. Personally, I would have liked if he said, like, Serge... I would have been okay with him saying Serge Ibaka if he said, like, a complete lineup. So he said Curry, Steph, me, Serge, and then who's the best center that he's played with? I don't know. Steven Adams? Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Probably Andrew Bogut, probably. Right. But you know what I mean? Or was it Jared Allen last year? Uh, he the one with the throw? He didn't play with Jared Allen. Oh. But yeah, if he, if he did a complete lineup and he said Serge Ibaka, I'd be like, all right, he's probably, yeah, he's the best power forward that KD's played with. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you could say Draymond, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, a little shade thrown. He's not trying to make it seem like that, but I can see that as being a little shady. But I mean, yeah, Russell. Yeah, Westbrook, he definitely he made him last on purpose. Yeah, Russell. What Russell Westbrook's superior athlete though, you know, he don't care about yeah. that. But me being a Russell Westbrook homer, I find it in, like, incredibly disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, I only have respect for Russell Westbrook because you know he went on the revenge tour after everyone left OKC and he was balling. And obviously, I'm gonna give him credit. Like he's the like that he like set a record for like another twenty five plus triple doubles in a season. I'm like, dude's a beast. He uh, plays he's with also, all he, his heart. Yeah, he plays with all his heart. He's also Oklahoma City's favorite son now. Yeah, no, for sure. It could have been KD until, you know, he did a little snake moves. But it's Russell. I think that bugs him too. Like, Russell Westbrook is OKC's favorite son now, not KD or James Harden. No, yeah, it's Russell Westbrook. Those guys all, I guess Harden left, but Harden got traded right he didn't yeah. really have a choice yeah they got good assets for him yeah. so i guess that's okay like all right whatever we still got kd but kd left when he didn't need to leave yeah he chose to leave mm. disappointing because i'm pretty sure okc would have gave him whatever money he wanted but he chose to leave yeah uh let's go ahead and go into our last topic of the day we got uh baseball sadly i missed the game that lasted till 1 a.m., the Dodgers-Padres game. Oh, no. Uh, but go ahead and, you know, fill us in on the whole Dodgers-Padres rivalry, if you want to call it that. Um, 
I mean, the video I saw most recently was probably the, um, the strikeout where the guy swings across the whole plate. Yeah, and then they call it. And then yeah. him and Kershaw are cussing at each other. Like, that's a strikeout, dude. You got striking yeah. out. You're out. Yeah. You can't swing across the plate and be like, no, that wasn't a strike. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? I will say, though, I'm not a Padres fan, but I do love those brown uniforms. Yeah, I'm glad they went back to I those. love when teams wear their original uniforms. They look like a bunch of priests. <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, love those uniforms. I like seeing a playoff baseball and during the regular season, though. Oh, a little chippiness? Yeah, I love, I love it when baseball and the emotions are just, like, raised and stakes are high. That's when baseball is the best, and obviously that. that I is... think baseball would be a good uh, product of a shortened season. Too many games. Yeah. Do like two games per t- per team, and then each team plays each other. Right. Do you consider the Padres Dodgers rivals now, or no? They're both good now at the same time. Yeah, because they're the only team in the NL West that's really good because the yeah. Giants have kind of dissented the Diamondbacks. We saw Diamondbacks. I mean, they look pretty yeah. good. Yeah, Maybe it's did. just because they played the Reds, but they looked good. Yeah, they weren't that bad. They were, they were, it was fun. They were, hitting, they were hitting. But anyway, um, the Rockies. I don't think the Rockies are that good. Right mm-hmm. But yeah, I think because of all of those other teams aren't good, it's going to be those two teams kind of battling for supremacy in the NL West. Right. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I get to go to a Dodger game pretty soon. Yeah, I want to go to a Dodger. I want to go to... I wanna, I'll drive down to San Diego to go to their stadium. I want to go well, to that. But, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I think that rivalry is, I mean, people want to call it a rivalry. It's very similar to Clippers-Lakers. You know, Clippers just got good again. Um, oh, but the Padres but the Lakers never have, good. I know, they, they just got good. Padres just got good. Lakers, I guess you say they got good again. The Lakers? Or whatever. Clippers, well, the Lakers? my bad. Clippers oh, okay. just got good again. But Lakers and Dodgers are always going to be big brother. Padres. Well, I, I think of Lakers, Dodgers, or Lake, Lakers, Clippers is Angels, Dodgers, and LA. Oh, that's yeah, how you do they're, it? They're more to sister cities to me. But when have the Angels ever been good, though? They've been good recently. The last, they've been good recently when the Padres have. That's true. And every time they play, the, the Dodgers play the Angels, the Angels give them a run for their money. So is this a rivalry yet, or no? What? Padres? Padres not Dodgers. really. Because... No. What makes what's gonna make it a rivalry for you as a Dodger fan? If they're good for like three more years, three more years and always competing. Yeah, because I think since like since the Giants kind of turmoil away, it's always been us and the Giants and the NLS. But for like at least like four or five years, it's been just Dodgers Mm -hmm. supremacy in the NLS. So I mean, the Padres able to get like three years of just constantly giving us a hard time, then yeah, it'll be a rivalry. Which will be fun, because they're in the division. Cool. Well, that wraps up today's episode of Garage Sports Talk. Um, We hope to hear from you guys and have you guys check back in with the next episode. All right, see ya.